This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. A new look at the financial health of the millennial generation shows that they're actually far behind their predecessors. The Wall Street Journal combined data from the Census Bureau and other sources to come up with a snapshot of a generation with, quote, less wealth, less property, lower marriage rates, and fewer children, unquote. That data has negative implications for them, the housing market, and for public programs like Social Security that depend on the income potential of younger workers. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. The Wall Street Journal's assessment is called, quote, playing catch-up in the game of life. Millennials approach middle age in crisis. New data shows they're in worse financial shape than every preceding living generation and may never recover, unquote. Okay, that's not very encouraging news. They got a slow start on their financial life because of the Great Recession, and many have been struggling with a huge pile of student debt. A decade of economic growth and a thriving job market has helped get some of them back on track. But this new data shows the impact on their career beginnings could make it impossible for them to ever catch up. The oldest millennials are 38 years old and are now approaching middle age. Their generation includes babies born between 1981 and 1996. According to the Wall Street Journal, more than 72 million U.S. millennials are now in their 30s. They're expected to become the largest generation this year, as baby boomers dwindle. Federal Reserve economist Christopher Kurtz and his colleagues took a look at millennial financial data, including their income, debt, assets, and spending. Compared to Gen X and baby boomers, they found that millennial households had an average net worth of $92,000 in 2016. That's about 40% less than Gen X households and about 20% less than boomer households at the same age. The figures were also adjusted for inflation and other variables. They say wages are also much lower on average. Gen X men in full-time jobs earned 18% more. Boomers earned 27% more. Gen X women also earned more, about 12%. The figure was 24% for boomer women. Some economists say the biggest reason for this wage gap is bad luck, because millennials entered the workforce during a recession. They say a slow start to your career can haunt you for life. UCLA economics professor Till von Wachter says that Americans who started working at the time of the 2007 to 2009 recession found themselves in the midst of a 5% surge in unemployment and a 10% drop in pay over the next 10 years. Wachter participated in a study that looked at four decades of data on earnings. It shows the marriage rate, birth rate, and the rate of homeownership are all much lower. The Wall Street Journal reports that millennials have helped push the U.S. birth rate to its lowest level in 32 years. It's currently around 1.8 babies per woman. That's well below the ideal birth rate of 2.1 for developed countries. It's also bad for Social Security. The low birth rate will result in fewer workers down the road and an estimated deficit of nearly $2 trillion over the next 75 years, according to the journal. But even before they think about having kids, they consider the purchase of a home, which has been out of reach for many millennials. That's despite 10 years of economic growth and a strong job market. 32-year-old Joy Brown told the journal, if I can't afford a home, I definitely can't afford kids. She blames her student loan debt of more than $100,000, but she's just one of the many millennials in the same situation. 
Millennials are actually better educated than other generations, but the price of that education has held them back. Paying for those college degrees is taking precedence over big-ticket commitments like a mortgage, marriage, and children. The numbers show that about a third of the millennial population owned homes in 2016. At the same age, about half of Gen Xers owned homes and a little less than half of boomers. The financial difficulty that millennials are experiencing is also affecting their political views. A Gallup poll last summer shows that millennials are leaning more toward socialism than capitalism. The margin was slim, but millennials are the only generation to show a stronger bias for socialism. The survey did not include Gen Z, because most of them haven't reached voting age yet. The shift in political views has resulted in stronger support for populist candidates and could have an impact on the upcoming presidential election. If millennials get out to vote, chances are they'll choose candidates that support universal health care and, you guessed it, a free college education especially those trying to pay off those student loans. Some are aware that this financial delay is making it difficult to save enough for retirement. The Wall Street Journal says many are pushing employers for access to financial planning. Ford Motor Company is one employer that's responded. All 80,000 Ford employees can get one-on-one investment reviews, many of whom are millennials in their 30s and just learning how to plan and save. Real estate company Zillow is also helping millennials with a student loan repayment program. Of course, Zillow knows the importance of homeownership. That's the way many people create lifetime wealth, with equity in their homes. You might have to live in the home for a while, but after at least a year or two, you could be free to move out and rent the home that you purchased, as long as your original intention was to live in it. There are many ways to get started in investment property. And while there are many low down payment programs available for first-time buyers, as low as 3% down, many millennials still can't qualify because of their high debt-to-income ratios, even if it turns out to be cheaper to own than to rent. The amount of student loan debt today is three times what it was a decade ago, and the amount that each individual owes is twice as much as it was a decade ago. According to Brookings, An old rule of thumb for how much you should pay for college was that students shouldn't borrow more for a bachelor's degree than they'd expect to earn after one year of employment. Today, that ratio is closer to five years. In the 80s, 5% of one's income was needed to make those student loan payments. Today, it takes up 10 to 20% of one's income, which drastically affects a borrower's debt-to-income ratios and virtually eliminates their ability to get a home loan. And since it takes 21 years to pay off student loan debt today on average, that means that a 21-year-old college graduate may still be paying off their student loan by the age of 40. And since there are 44 million borrowers of student loans today, it's safe to assume that they'll be renting for much longer than previous generations. There are 83 million millennials, and the youngest are 23 years old. So we could see two decades of strong rental demand. You'll find links to the Wall Street Journal article in the blog for this podcast at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks for joining me here at Real Estate News for Investors.